All right, so today I would like us to continue with the series that we have been, we've been dealing with. And I just remind you just yet once again of the same, same, same series. It is the main backbone of the message. You know it is in Hebrews chapter 12. And it is verse, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. First of all, we know that we are in a race. We are running a, a very, very, a, a long race. It is not a, lo a short race that we are running. But God expects us to continue moving on and on and on in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because he who has promised is faithful. And as we have been sharing all along, in chapter 12, verse 2, the word of God says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us pray. Father, we bless you for the word, even as we share. We thank you, dear Lord, for the worship. We thank you for the sharing that we have had so far. Your word has continued to come through unto us through your sons and your daughters. And Lord God, even as we share on with a few more our scriptures that we share as I share thy word, continue to expand and to open our eyes unto the revelation of your truth. As you have told us that eye has not seen and ear has not heard the things that you have in store for us who love you. But Lord God, you reveal them unto us by your spirit. So we avail ourselves unto your spirit that your spirit continues to open our eyes and open our hearts that we may continue to turn to you and be healed and be restored in all aspects in Jesus' name. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Last time when we shared, we shared two aspects. There were five aspects I said we were to share. We'll finish those five in the next few minutes that are before us. We shared on two aspects. We were sharing on John chapter 8 verse 12 where Jesus said, I am the light of the world and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Still looking at the fact that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Our faith has that one who has planned it and put it in place and he is making it to grow. He is perfecting it every single day. You don't perfect your faith by yourself. Neither do I do it by myself. It is a work of his spirit as we look on his word. And as we look at him, he is the word of the living word. He says he continues to perfect. He is the author and the finisher. He is the founder and the perfecter of our faith. And we touched last time on two particular aspects of that particular him or looking unto him as the light of the world. We said one, the first one was that in the light we grow, we blossom, we rise upwards and blossom and we bear fruit. That was the first thing. That is when we are in the light. And because he is the light of the world, as you look at him, then you will grow, you will blossom, you will bear much fruit. As you think on him, as you meditate him, as you mention his name, let me tell you something. Just mentioning that name Jesus alone, it is so powerful. It has such a glorious effect in our spirit, more than our minds are able to understand or to grasp. We may just think that it is just normal I'm saying Jesus. 
But that name is a very unique name. You can mention that name if you can 1,000 times or as many times as you want in a day. You are doing good to your soul. You are bringing healing to your soul, let me tell you. It is a name that is honored in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. To the extent that the word of God says, at the mention of the name Jesus. Praise the Lord. Every knee bows. In the spirit realm, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Just at the mention of that name, Jesus. There is something that operates there. There is a vibration that goes right across. Every moment that you mention Jesus, I encourage you, keep that name on your lips. It will save you. Anyway, we touched on that one. Now, aspect that in the light you will blossom, you will grow. And that you will grow, you will blossom, and you will bear fruit. The second aspect we touched on is that the eye, your eye, the eye is the light of the body. And we say that the eye is the lamp, is the lamp of the body. It, it brings light into, into the body. And we said the eye of your body is actually your faith. Because the word of God says we walk by faith and not by sight. Praise the Lord. And so your faith is your eye. That is as you walk in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as your faith brightens and brightens and brightens, likewise, the, your body is filled with light. And the more you'll be able to advance in the direction that you are going for the glory of God. And that's the extent to which you see with your eye is the extent. Likewise, as you see more, the extent to which you are able to see the light, the more it is reflected in you then the more the light will be in your spirit and in your body. That is, as you look at Jesus, who is the light of the world, the more he will reflect into your faith and into your life. And as a result, you will become brighter and brighter. But if you don't look at him, if you look at him farther and farther away from, from him, the, low, the farther you go, you realize the dimmer the light becomes. The dimmer the light becomes. And in due time, the light can also actually disappear because you have gone so far away. Or if you turn away from the light, there is no more reflection that is coming toward you. And hence, so that was the second point. And today we just touch only three aspects and then we finish. That aspect of looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And the main scripture we begin with, the first thing, the, first, the third aspect is looking unto Jesus as the light of the world. The author and the finisher of our faith. It informs your faith. When you look on Jesus, your faith is informed and your faith is adjusted. If I may be able to use that particular word. Because you realize there are many times people walk foolishly or in a stupid way. They are Christians and they do stupid things or foolish things and they attribute it to their faith. And you wonder why has he or she done that? And somebody is saying, I have faith. It's like taking your hand and going deep it into the fire. Say, I have faith. I will not be burned. My goodness, you'll be burned because fire is there to burn. He just as, a, as a, in a, Karina was saying, you, we, we have to have wisdom. Wisdom will tell you fire was meant to burn. So you won't be stupid to take your hand into the fire. It will burn. It will automatically burn you. But there are many times, say, beloved believers have done things 
that are, you know, you look at them and you wonder what is wrong with that brother or what is wrong with that particular sister. That he should go or she should go in that particular direction. And uh, that's the third aspect is, as you look unto Jesus, your faith is informed and your faith is properly adjusted. You will not walk foolishly. What am I, what do I mean by that? I want you to look for the first example as you look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember his temptations. You can read that for yourself later in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. There's something that happened in the, in the time of the, of, the tribula, of, the, of the testings. Three times. The first time the devil comes and tells him, make bread and eat. He turns and he tells him, hey, hold on. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now, I want you, if you are looking unto the Lord Jesus, then what, what will you gather from that? How many lusts of the flesh do we have? Sometimes there's greed. We want this, we want that. We want this, we want that. We, we, we want to satisfy ourselves. And the enemy comes and brings an answer. Something that will sort you out immediately. You have the power. Turn these stones into bread. And you know, you are the son of God. You have faith. You can do it. And hence, somebody can decide. I will take, I will take, I will take this so that I may be able to do what? I may be able to satisfy my hunger or sort myself out. After all, you know, I have faith. All is well. We have to be alert. Look unto him. He did not turn that particular stone into bread. Why? Where, whereas he had the power to turn into bread. Simply, it is obvious. If you can look outside, you know, there is bread. He knew there is wheat. The bread has been made ready, which is already there. I will go home. I will get bread and I will eat. I will get bread from mama or from home. And I will be able to eat that bread. Why should I turn this particular thing into, into whatever? What is he telling us? Don't go into a place. Don't, don't go to do stuff that is going to be destructive unto ourselves. We look unto him. Our faith is informed and our faith is adjusted in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That faith will enable you to know what do I eat. You pass McDonald's every day and you look at the chips and you decide, I, I want to take that. I was surprised the other day I looked at, the, I, I looked at the, this picture. I think you have seen it on in the internet. On some of the chips from McDonald's, which last six months, and they, 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 they don't rot. So you want to hold on, first of all. What sort of, what sort of potato was used to make this particular chip? They are chips, normal potato chips, but you know, they have been placed out, and they have taken over six months, and they have not rotten. They are continually looking very nice and, you know, shiny, you know, and that you can still eat them. There is definitely something wrong with the oil they are using. It's not definitely good for the body. You have taken it, it will stick in the stomach or it will do something wrong into your system. But as you look even at the Lord Jesus, our faith is adjusted. It even helps you with the kind of diet that we are going to take. It is so strange. And uh, another aspect, as you look unto him, then remember, the devil took him to the pinnacle and told him, jump down. If, you know, it is written. The angels will be given, they will take care of you. Nothing will happen. You will not dash your foot against a stone. What does he tell him? You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Let your faith be informed as you look at him. Sometimes people go into situations and circumstances where it is the devil's ground. And somebody goes there, you know, feeling that I have faith, I'm going to stand. My brother and my sister, 
Let your eyes be on Jesus. Don't go to where the devil is cooking his meal. He will become part of that particular meal. And there is nothing God will do. You went, you put yourself there. It is, not, it is foolishness for us to walk into some certain situation. Don't jump from that particular building saying that God will hold me into the hell. You will fall to the ground and you will die and we will bury you. That's essentially what will happen. Why? Because the birds have been given wings to fly. As human beings, we are told to walk. Or oh, take the plane if you want to fly. You can then fly. But otherwise, walk as the Lord has desired you to walk. Be informed, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It will adjust you and make you to walk in the wisdom and in the grace that God gives unto us. Young people go into a place where people are smoking weed. And you decide, ah, I have faith, I'm strong enough. I will take even of this. Even if I take any poisonous thing, it will not harm me. And you decide also, let me smoke some of this particular weed, taste it and see how, let me tell you, your brain will start going round and round and round because this is a physical body. Praise God. Let us know and continue to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The other thing is, as he said, you know, look at when he was taken to the high mountain and he was told, look and see all the wealth of the world, of the, of the world and the kingdoms. And the devil told him, I'll give them to you if you worship me. What does he tell him? It is written, you will worship the Lord your God, and only him shall you serve. What is he telling us as you look unto him? The faith that overcomes the world, the faith that you and I have been given, my brother and my sister, is not a faith to gain the world. Did you hear me? It is not a faith to gain the world. It is not a faith to gain prosperity as the prosperity preachers will tell us. It is not a faith to grow big and become the greatest business mongol you know, all over the world that the world has ever known. He has not called us to gain the world. He has told, given us faith to overcome the world. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That faith, as you look unto him, he will adjust you. I want you to understand the principles of Jesus. As our lives are enough, we have got exposed, we have food to eat, we've got clothes to wear, we are, we are, we are good. We may, you, there's no need of having millions and millions in the bank account, which is not helping anybody. You know, that's the sad thing with all riches. It's a sad society, the strange thing with riches. It's good to have millions, but the question is, will you use all those particular millions yourself? That's the thing human beings we never consider because we leave them all of it there and our children will come and start fighting over them and even destroying and killing each other. Why? Because they, I, know, I want this share, I want that share, I want that share. All of, that is what, those are the issues of wealth. That's what happens with wealth. But I want you to look at Jesus and marvel at this particular guy. Jesus is a wonderful redeemer. He, can you imagine? He casts out demons one particular time. There was a rich guy in that particular region, in the Gadarene region. The guy had almost 2,000 or more pigs. That was a rich man. If you, if you have 2,000 pigs, imagine how much bacon you are selling out. What does Jesus do? You know what he did. He sent the demons and told them, go into those particular pigs. You know where the pigs ended? That guy became poor that particular day because all his wealth disappeared into the sea. And Jesus said, he has set this particular man for He said, go and tell them how great things the Lord has done for you. 
after he covered his nakedness. He just put on him his clothes, maybe gave him a, a sandwich to eat, and told him, go and be an evangelist. He didn't give him one pig to go to start a new business at the other end. He informs our faith. So in, the, in everything that we do, let us be temperate. That is, let us people who have got the control to know I can go this far and I will not go further to ensure the enemy doesn't entangle us in the, in the entanglements of the world and we end up losing our faith and our faith gets adulterated in the sense that we lose sight of him who called us and the purpose to which he has called us. The other aspect of adjusting of our faith, you find it in, in Luke, Luke chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, you are those who justify yourself before men, but God knows your hearts. What is, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Do you know why many servants of God are fallen? And why many of us servants of God fall sometimes? When men lift you up and start praising you and you know, almost worshipping you, it is a dangerous point in life. If God and God is going to raise some of you up mightily, you're going to be wonderful vessels that God is going to use. I want you, my brother and my sister, to make sure that your faith is informed and adjusted as you look on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because many get lifted up and they consider themselves, I am a gift to the church. I am so special to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they are elevated high. The Bible says, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Do you know why? If you go to Luke chapter 17 verse 10, the Bible has a very strange statement. Jesus speaking to those ones who are serving him. He says, after you have done all that you are required to do. He, might, he, says, he uses an example of a servant. He says, which of you who is an owner of a servant? And the servant comes from the field, comes home, and he tells the servant, oh, sit down. I'm going to make a dinner for you and feed you. He says, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think that happens. He says, when the servant comes home, he's tired. What do you do? Go to the kitchen. Make for me A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Bring them and stand here. Serve me. You know, pour that particular juice for me. Do that for me. After I have eaten and everything is fine and I'm going to sleep, you can then go and eat your, your share. You read chapter, four, chapter 17, verse 10 of Luke. Jesus says, after you have done all that is required of you and you have finished, he says, when you come back, go to the Lord and tell him, I am just but an unprofitable servant. I have done that which was my duty to do. Praise God. After healing so many, after the casting out demons, after you know, oil dropping from your hands and people being healed, people touching you and getting healed, miracles happening. You still go back, you don't say, hey, today I had a very powerful service. You go back and you tell the Lord, Lord, I'm just an unprofitable servant. I've done that which was my duty to do. Your faith being informed. Praise God. Make sure that your faith is informed so that you walk with the wisdom and with the grace of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, it, you, you, you learn, it teaches you Proverbs chapter 2 verse 11 where it says that, you know, discretion will keep your heart. As the Lord does mighty and wonderful things in your life, 
You only bring glory to him. You don't come out to display it before men and before women. Let him himself display it. Not you. Not me. Praise God. Our faith goes on that particular narrow path. Bringing glory unto God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, 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 the fourth thing that is, your faith is advised. It is ad, informed. Your faith is adjusted as you look unto the Lord Jesus. The fourth aspect quickly is that the, the, what happens for us as we look unto the Lord Jesus, there is something that happens in life always, and that is fear. Fear is one of the greatest things that hinders many men and many women from accomplishing their purposes in life, from moving on in the things of God. And you realize Fear is the greatest enemy on earth, if I may say. In fact, the whole world system is actually driven on the wheels of fear. Fear, fear, fear of this, fear of that causes men and women to run up and down to do whatever it is that they want, they want to do. And fear is one same as unbelief. It is the same as lack of faith. Fear, fear is, you know, is expressed in three different ways, I can say. That is, there is fear, there is unbelief. Unbelief is actually fear, in, in one way, in, in a certain way, and also lack of faith is fear in, one, in, 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 in another way. But as you look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, there's something that happens, I want you to read this later, that is John chapter 3, verse 16 to 21, the scriptures that you know very well. And it speaks of the love of God that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever looks on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But you realize that in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, he says, True love casts out all fear. Because fear brings torment. Fear brings bondage. Fear causes us not to be able to do what God desires of us. But as you look unto Jesus, who is the light of the world, the light dispels all darkness. You realize fear always works in darkness. That is, in not knowing. In that place of being confused, that is where fear reigns supreme. Because you don't know whether to turn to the left or to the right. But as you look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, that light shines into your spirit. And fear is expelled from your whole being. That is guessing on the Lord Jesus Christ. You find that you know, your, light, your life is flooded with that particular light. And as a result, there is no place for fear to abide or to be in fear to stay, even in the midst of sickness. As our sister was, was saying, there is a grace and a strength that comes in because that, uh, that light shines in you and expels all the fear from your system in the name of Jesus. That guessing on Jesus blinds the senses of the enemy. The senses, you know, the enemy is not able to work properly when the light is continually blaring at him. And when he comes in our lives and our eyes are continually fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will realize something. He is blinded. He is not able. His senses are not able to operate properly. He shrinks from that particular light. And as he shrinks, your life starts to become freer and freer. He cannot hold on to you if you decide to keep your eyes fixed on that particular Lord Jesus Christ. The more you call on that name, the more you um, inquire of that name, the more you seek him, the more you cry out de declaring that name, the more the enemy is crushed in your spirit and your life is flooded with that particular light in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the greatest enemy that we have, that is death. 
And you can read later on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 to 58, where it says, death always your sting, and death where is your victory. Something about it, he says, he says in verse 58, I think, but thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, up to 15, where he says that every living thing was subject to fear. He says every particular beloved, he, he, he talks of the fact that every living thing was, was, subject, was subject to fear. But Jesus came and he destroyed him who had the power, the power of death. He removed him from the scene. And as a result, as we look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, our faith is informed. And as a result of our faith being informed, you'll find that the fear of whatever kind is removed from us. But that is only as long as your eyes are fixed on the Lord Jesus. And lastly, uh, the, 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 the last bit, was the, the fifth aspect, is that as you look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, he says something that, you know, it is when we walk in the light. You remember the scripture that he puts for us? That is, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus washes us from all unrighteousness. Now listen to this. As you look unto Jesus, you are, your faith is informed in that you are able to see others in the right light. First, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12 to 18, the Bible says, For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you an opportunity to boast on our behalf, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are besides ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of a sound mind, it is for you. Verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live, should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Now listen to this, verse 16. Therefore, from now on we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Jesus Christ according to the flesh, yet we now know him no, no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What am I saying? Faith as you look unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as we have said that if we walk in the light, as is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. What happens is that faith, as you look unto him, it makes you to start appreciating one another as you realize who or she really is in that particular light. Because all things are passed away and all things have become new. You no longer look at people in the light of his, of this race. He's either African, he's European, he's Asian, oh no, 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 he's Caucasian, no, 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 he's Chinese, no, 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 he's Aborigine, no, he's black, he's whatever. You no longer look at people in that particular light. You see all the people, as he says, we regard no, more, no one any longer according to the flesh. That is looking unto Jesus, I see each one of us, each one of you in him. And as a result, I've gone to fellowships where people look at you and they wonder, what has he come to do here? Here we are only a fellowship for the, either for the Europeans or for the British only. Oh, we are only a fellowship for the white. It's only a fellowship for the, for the Asians. It is not a fellowship for these other color people or, that, or those other people. I've been in fellowship. I've visited places where 
you, you sense that particular war that comes right before you. But he says, as we look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, our faith is adjusted. And I start seeing you as my brother, you as my sister. No longer do I see anything else because I see you in the Lord Jesus Christ, not in any other light. I become like Peter when the sheet was brought down from heaven. I no longer see the pig. I no longer see the ugly. I no longer see the beautiful. I no longer see whatever. I see all is magnificent and excellent before my eyes because it is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Look unto the Lord Jesus and the light and who is the light and the truth that sets your faith ablaze. Let us lift our eyes and look unto him. He is the light of the world. And as we look unto him, our lives and our faith is going to rise up. We shall become the vessels he has desired us to be in Jesus' name. God bless you.